It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I'm joined on the line by Minister for Public Expenditure, uh, Michael McGrath, uh, because we've got a lot of restrictions Coming back in this evening, we, we always hoped, we were told when we started to move away from restrictions in September that there would be no going back. When everything opened up around the jazz weekend, we were told there'd be no going back. We'd never go backwards again. Unfortunately, it's come to a point where where we really left with no choice. Minister McGrath, good morning. Good morning, PJ. How are you? Um, yeah, I think that's true. Uh, we are taking a step back, but I think nobody saw this new variant coming. And I know you've had a lot of experts on your show explaining the nature of this variant and just how much more transmissible it is. And we are seeing it ripping through many countries around Europe now. And so we are going to see uh, perhaps a very significant increase in case numbers in Ireland. And what we don't know yet is whether or not the variant uh, has a greater or a lesser effect on each individual that is, that is infected. Uh, there are some indications it may well be slightly milder uh, in relation to its impact, but we mm. don't know that for sure. And if you have such an increase in the volume of cases, then in, inevitably a certain percentage of those will end up uh, in our hospital system and an ICU and worse. And that is really what we're trying to protect um, the population against. So as of this evening now, everything's got to be shut and done and dusted by, by 8 o'clock. Like, will the early closing hours over Christmas, logically people will just gather in houses and have, and have house parties. So, you know, will it, will it be self-defeating? I think that's a very fair question and it is one that we have asked as well of the public health experts who are advising us and they would make the point that while some people may well just go to a house uh, instead of going to uh, a pub or a restaurant, not everyone will do that and in fact most people won't do that and their view is that by restricting the uh, opening hours it will lead to an overall reduction in social contact and um, by that they mean you know the us meeting each other and the contact that we have with each other at a human level and I think they're probably right there will be some house parties with the best will in the world uh, PJ in the coming couple of weeks and we're not 
going to be able to prevent all of that mm. uh, but I think the vast majority of people won't do that and um, this change will lead to an overall reduction in the level of contact we have with each other and it's at the population level uh, that, that we are targeting that reduction of about 20 to 30 percent and uh, certainly the view of Neffet and the advice that we're getting is that that gives us the best possible chance of uh, of limiting the spread of this enough uh, that we can we can contain it and manage the impact of it in our hospital system. And certain other parts of the world, the Netherlands, for example, have gone into a lockdown. Parts of Canada yeah. going into a lockdown. All over the world, restrictions are ramping up again. Will we have to? There's even talk of a post Christmas lockdown in England. Yeah. Do you think, Michael McGrath, that this is as far as we'll have to go or will we have to go further? I know Tony Hoolan yeah. has been denying that there's talk of a meeting on the 30th of December and he's denying that there might possibly be another lockdown early in the new year. But we can't say, can we? We, we can't give guarantees, uh, that is true, but what I can categorically say is that there is no plan for, for NEFIT to meet in the next uh, week or 10 days, uh, and there is no plan to definitively uh, introduce further restrictions. Uh, but, but you are right that many other countries are going further, uh, even already. Uh, I think we are in a somewhat better position because we now have about 94% of the adult population uh, have had two doses of the vaccine and the booster campaign is now really accelerating so I think all of that gives us uh, uh, some advantage um, but we, we cannot be definitive I cannot come on your show and tell the listeners in Cork today that there is a guarantee that we won't have to go further but uh, the, the advice with, that we have received and the assessment from the experts is uh, that this will uh, probably be enough uh, to get us through and it, it is so important now that people continue uh, to uh, to do what they're doing, they are reducing their, their their social contact, they are uh, reducing their, their level of uh, of engagement with others and uh, also that people would continue to, to go for the vaccine and it was great to see, you know, such large crowds in the morning, especially yesterday at City Hall. But, but, but was, it, was it great to see those large crowds? Because, Minister, does that not indicate that we should actually have jumped on this a month ago and not five days to Christmas? Well, we we didn't have the advice from NIAC to do that and they advise us on a vaccination strategy uh, and it is only uh, about a month ago that they would have said that even... But did anyone pick up the phone to NIAC and say, come here, should we move faster on this? Like, do we wait for NIAC to come to us or do we go to them? We do go to them, but we respect their independence and we do allow them to make uh, their decision uh, in, in, in due course. And, you know, I think that it has been helpful to the overall level of confidence that the public have in our vaccination program that it isn't politicians making the decision as to whether vaccines are safe and whether certain age cohorts should be getting a vaccine at different times. You know, that recommendation is made by uh, clinical experts and uh, we then act very promptly once we get that recommendation. But look, I think it is fair to say we would have liked NIAC to move faster than they did, uh, but they had to weigh up all of the evidence and the evidence was coming at them mm. from all over the world and it is only about a month ago that they said people in their 50s uh, could get the, vac- the, the booster vaccine and then they moved quickly after that mm. to say everyone uh, I think over the age of 16 uh, initially uh, and now of course children 
children uh, are recommended for it as well and we then moved as quickly as we possibly could and uh, I, I know you mentioned about the, the, the queues yesterday but for most of the day there were literally no queues and mm-hmm. anybody age 40 or over in Cork uh, could, could could turn up and get a booster yeah. and uh, there were literally no queues for most of the day. And they will so be open really right up to Christmas Eve I believe, 8 to 8 Yes, that's correct. I mean, the best thing for people to do to check the most up-to-date information is to go on the HSE website, hse.ie. You can select each vaccination centre and it will tell you what the schedule is uh, from here to Christmas and it will tell you who is um, able to to, to come for a walk-in. There will be certain slots that are for appointment only uh, because we're we're keen to continue with that as well. Some people like to have an appointment uh, but the walk-ins are going well and I, I don't think seeing Q is such a bad thing uh, and that's only for a very limited time yeah. even yesterday in most of the centres around the country uh, the, you know, the, the queues were minimal for the vast bulk of the day Yeah, yeah you know, People are asking the question though about you, can, you said to Nyack about Nyack that you know we respect their independence we respect their yeah. expertise and of course we do but at the end of the day they work for the government Michael, and you could pick up the phone, someone could pick up the phone, Stephen Donnelly could pick up the phone and say, come here, we need a decision and we need it today. Yeah, there, there is contact primarily with uh, the chief medical officer. It wouldn't be uh, at a political level, but uh, I, I do think that it could rebound very badly if uh, we were seen to place political pressure on uh, an independent body that is providing uh, expert clinical advice to the government. And I don't think that that would be helpful to uh, the confidence that the general public have in the vaccination programme. You know, we uh, our job is to be ready when the advice comes and to make sure that we can implement it as quickly as possible but it isn't really for politicians to uh, make uh, those medical decisions or indeed to place pressure on them Uh, and I think look we we did have uh, among the most successful vaccination programs in the world I think that's generally accepted Uh, and when it comes to the booster we will also be among the best How Uh, are we on supply then? Have we enough supply to boost everyone who needs one right now? Yes, we do. Supply is not a constraint. And I think that just underlines the benefit of being part of the EU-wide programme that we signed up to a number of advanced purchase agreements uh, because the EU is such a large block uh, they were able to secure uh, a supply from the manufacturers and you know they're already looking ahead to to future iterations of the vaccine for example and indeed the uh, the medicines that are li- likely to come on stream uh, early in the new year uh, to to help treat people okay. who do contract covid um uh, the antiviral medicines and those can play an important role as well so supply isn't an issue okay. uh, and uh, we'll now work quickly down through uh, the age groups but you know the we all know from our experience that the biggest risk factor factor when it comes to COVID is age uh, and then, of course, an underlying condition as well. And at this point, the overwhelming majority of, of older people and people who are immunocompromised um, have had a booster vaccine and it is highly effective. Okay. That is the evidence we're getting. The two doses of the earlier vaccines uh, are not so effective now against contracting the virus, but it's important we explain this, but they still do afford a yeah. high level of protection. Yeah, Liam Fanning was explaining it early on this morning okay. the third we tops it up Mike Michael McGrath It's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind 
When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It, the the situation with regard to the new restrictions, one thing that's in there is a change in isolation, the isolation regime, yeah. even for people who are fully vaccinated. Now, it is inevitable, given the spread of Omicron and how wickedly fast it spreads, you're going to have thousands of people isolating. People who work in essential services like yeah. retail are going to be isolating. You, you could, in the UK, they used to call it a, a pandemic, and you thousands right. of people staying at home from work because they were told they were a close contact. That could that could lead to severe, severe supply chain issues with you know empty empty supermarket shelves and things like that. You, you, you've t- touched on what is undoubtedly uh, a risk, but I think that risk would be all the greater if it was accompanied uh, by widespread and uncontrolled transmission of this new variant. If we sure, allowed, but what plans have been put in place to help it not happen? Yeah, but, 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 but that is why that we are asking people uh, just to reduce their social contact and we are asking people to go for the, the, the booster vaccine and that's why we've had to introduce some really difficult restrictions and my heart goes out and I'm sure you'll talk about that in a moment, the sectors and the employees uh, that are directly affected yeah. uh, by that. Yeah. But that is why we, we have made those decisions because uh, if you allow Omicron to just spread uncontrolled uh, and you have these requirements around close contacts then you would almost definitely see uh, the type of scenario that you outlined there come to pass where uh, where you know large parts of our economy and society uh, would be impacted by people having to restrict their movements mm. uh, there will anyway it, given it, the restrictions you know uh, it, it, it is a risk i mean there is there is a, a protocol in place for healthcare staff um, that uh, enables the healthcare system to continue if necessary, and we have to extend that to other essential services and critical utilities, mm. that then we will seek to do that. Um, because you're right, it, when government got this advice from NEFIT, uh, we did tease it out with them. We saw the significance of it straight away, um, because somebody who even has had a booster will have to restrict their movements yeah. for five days. Yeah. And if you haven't, it's 10 days. Uh, that could have a very significant impact. We are we are alert to that, but it is the specific advice we received. And 
certainly we didn't feel as a government that that was one piece of advice that we could or should overrule and uh, so we're going to, to work with it. It will be kept under very close review on uh, on a daily basis. We've, we have a specific group of senior uh, officials who have now been asked uh, to examine the impact of this day by okay. day. Because as you know it became, it became a huge supply chain issue in the UK and we, did, would, we wouldn't yeah. want that happening here. Just on, this, on the subject of spending public money, Minister McGrath, which is which is your thing, as it were. The schools, the, the money sent to the schools or made available for the schools, 60-something million on top of their usual winter services grant to put in things like HEPA filters and stuff and ventilation improvement. Did you wait too long for that? Well, I think it's. I think it is worth saying that we have provided a lot of extra money to schools since the pandemic first came uh, in March of last year. Uh, at this stage, it must be of the order of seven to eight hundred million extra provided to schools, and rightly so, uh, to assist them in you know PPE and uh, in making uh, adaptations to to their schools and their yards and classrooms that were needed, and all of that had to be done. And the government did not get advice that every classroom needs an air filter. Just to be clear on that, we got advice to say that there would be uh, in certain settings and in certain circumstances, just depending on the built environment of the school, uh, the nature of the classroom, that air filters uh, uh, could play a role. Mm. And uh, we believe that the, the funding that we have provided right through, but that has now been topped up, is certainly adequate to assist schools. And I've spoken to a number of, uh, of principals uh, in the last number of weeks, and most of them, to be fair, acknowledge that we have we have generally really looked after schools financially quite well over the course of COVID. Sure, Many sure, but what you've got, got, you got now as well is you've got, and we were talking to one of them here last last week on the programme, yeah. now that this extra money is there, that's great, but they're now trying to figure out how do I get this stuff, where do I go to get these filters, how, who do I buy them from? They're, they've got money, but they now have no guidelines as to where they're supposed to buy the stuff or what they're supposed to do. There is guidance from uh, the Department of Education and there is uh, a technical group within the department who are there to assist schools. Uh, that's certainly the information I have been given from uh, the department, so uh, I, uh, I'm sure that that is the case. And so principals and staff that are looking for guidance and assistance uh, should reach out to the department for that. It will be case by case. It's not a one size fits all that you have to buy this type of filter. Um, like saying you're buying an air filter, it can mean almost anything. They range from, as I'm sure you've been told, I think three, four hundred euro uh, to two, two and a half thousand euro. Mm. So there is a wide range of them in the market and you're right. Yeah, but you've got, you've got the head, you know, head, headmasters and headmistresses from a couple of thousand schools all in the market looking for it's I mean it's not an ideal situation um, it, it, it's not easy. I, I accept that. And, you know, they've had to adapt and be flexible uh, in the last 21, 21 months or so. And I think they've done a remarkable job. Uh, the fact that in recent months our schools have you know, remained open uh, and uh, in a very challenging environment. And I, I acknowledge the role of principals uh, and staff and secretaries. And Acknowledging is probably very welcome, but they're furious. They're all trying to look, look for everything they need in a few days before the schools close for the Christmas. Well, I have seen, I have seen the an actual guidance document from the Department of Education that does go into technical details uh, around air filters. So uh, I assume that that has been issued to schools. I have certainly seen it. Um, Now, I accept 
that their time is precious and it's difficult for them to sit down and work through you know a whole set of options mm. and make a decision as to what is the right option for their school but uh, they should contact the department yeah. uh, for guidance and assistance if they are making that decision but a number of them have already moved ahead Sure, what, what doesn't help at all is trying to get your hands on a tradesperson at Christmas I mean that's that's the that doesn't help either but look it, it, it is what it is and we are where we are and we're kind of sick to death of saying that for the last nearly nearly two years just in terms last Lastly, Michael McGrath, of the private hospitals, we had a really good deal with them at the start of all of this that we could push non-COVID medicine into private hospitals if we got a surge in the public sector. Is that, I mean, if we're heading into another January with an inevitable surge of Omicron, is that there? Is there a provision in the private sector that they would take over non-COVID medicine if we became overwhelmed in the public sector? Uh, yes, there is a safety net agreement in place between the HSE and the private hospital sector and uh, there, there have been various versions of that uh, going back uh, since March of 2020 and in fact some of it was invoked again at the time of the ransomware attack on the HSE system uh, but there is uh, a provision there and an agreement in place. Uh, at the moment it's being used primarily as I understand it for non-COVID care mm. uh, but we will not hesitate in using all of the capacity that is available to us both public and private uh, to manage our way through this so yes there is an agreement there and uh, there are various trigger points uh, depending on the number of cases the number of people in hospital and so on that then trigger the right of the HC to invoke uh, certain access uh, and, that and that's all they're signed off on in terms of in terms of a contract there so is, it an, will there be is an agreement with. in place because yeah. yeah. some of the some of the public hospitals in Dublin were saying they couldn't get access to ICU in in the, in the private ICUs when they needed places. Yeah, I, I heard that on the media as well, and I don't know all the details of, of the specific case, but uh, certainly uh, there there are agreements in place, and uh, you know we hope that we don't need to use them very much, but if we do, uh, that is why they're there, okay. and um, the HSE will be there to manage that. Lastly, um, it's four days to Christmas or five days to Christmas. We never expected to be here again. I don't think any of us did. But isn't it fair to say, Minister, that we can talk about being critical of many, of of all sorts of things, but most people, most people have done a a super job in trying to deal with this, haven't they? They have. People have been remarkable. I mean, this is really tough and uh, we didn't expect to be back in this place again, PJ. And um, my heart really goes out to the people who are losing their job today or lost their job over the weekend because of the decisions that we've had to make and all that I can say to them and to their employers is that we will do all we possibly can to support them Uh, the uh, PUP payment is open for new applications uh, and applications will be turned around very quickly Mm -hmm. but we would ask where possible for for employers to keep the employees on the books uh, because we have reinstated the top rates of the employment wage subsidy scheme and I think it's far better that we would try to maintain that connection and tomorrow we will be outlining further supports uh, for the sectors that are the most directly impacted. We've already extended
extended the commercial rates waiver to the end of March. We've uh, reinstated the top rates of the wage subsidy scheme. Uh, we will be outlining changes tomorrow to another scheme, mm-hmm. a COVID restriction support scheme that will involve a weekly payment uh, to those that are directly affected. So we're doing all we can okay. to help, but uh, ultimately it, it is the collective efforts of the Irish people uh, that again we are calling upon. Uh, and and, and, that's, that and that's where I wanted so. to finish with it because yeah. I think we are, to be fair now, let's finish on a, on a very positive note. We have been, as a people, we have been bloody brilliant. We have, and it's borne out by the evidence because uh, when the full story of COVID is told, and it will be told because this will end and it will be behind us at some point, hopefully in the not too distant future, uh, Ireland will be seen to have handled it well and the Irish people will have been seen to have responded uh, in a remarkably positive fashion and that will be uh, underlined by the evidence of uh, of the number of deaths tragically and there will have been too many um, but compared to so many other countries it will be at a much, much lower level and I think that is because of the efforts uh, that the people have made and we are asking them to go back to the well yet again uh, this is a variant the like of which we've never seen before uh, we thought Delta was transmissible this is two to four times more transmissible you will catch this a lot more easily than you could possibly imagine so please do exercise uh, extra care in mm. the coming days as we get to grips with this and we will and I've no doubt with the support of the people uh, uh, we will defeat this variant as well Minister McGrath and I know you're a family man, Michael. Would, would, I, I hope you get some time off with your family over Christmas. Thank you for your contributions on the opinion line over the past 12 months and do take care. Thanks, PJ, and, th- and happy Christmas to all of your listeners and, uh, and everyone on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Courts 96 FM.